Hello and welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on season two, episode 19, The Rager. Also, my nickname in university. Was <laughs> really. it? That wasn't. It wasn't. That was a anger crombie. Anger crombie. I feel like the rager would also be a, a good one. I mean, I've written down ranger. Um, well, so. <laughs> funnily enough, I'm about to start a new game of D and D tonight, and I'm playing a ranger. So I don't know what that means. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Sus. You're lucky I'm not doing an accent because um, I have to practice my. A Kiwi accent today to try and get ready for it. Oh my god! Why so many of my pals have taken up Dungeons and Dragons over lockdown, and I'm just not there yet. Jigsaws and Dungeons and Dragons. Am I right? Thanks so. Jigsaws, meh. Dungeons and Dragons, yes. But I feel like you really have to play with people that you like. I play with people from university, so we all know each other. We've all seen each other at our best and worst. So therefore, it can't <laughs> possibly be embarrassing in any possible way shape or form but I imagine if you're playing with strangers there there's a lot of uh, room for Lulz. embarrassment yeah oh, good <laughs> anyway anyway indeed I'm glad you're not shivering this week well it's still not resolved but yes it's it's <laughs> I'm not as freezing as I was let's just put it that way um, should we do a real quick recap on what our jam is, what yes. we do? Because I feel we've not done that in a while. If, you, if you're if you new, we've actually had quite a fair new followers on our socials and a fair few new listeners Hi, everybody. on the podcast. Hi. Hi, new friends. Um, we are Never Seen the OC. We are a OC rewatch podcast uh, with the lovely Kerry. Hi. Sorry, that's me. Yes. Hi. Uh, and me. My name is Heather. I have never seen the OC before, whereas Kerry is an OC aficionado. Well, you know, I'm thinking the more we watch this, maybe aficionado is not the right term because I have basically forgotten nearly everything that happens until about three seconds before it happens. And then I'm like, oh my God, yes, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. So, Well, an OC rewatcher. Yeah. You're in very good company. There's a lot of people who are rewatching. With yeah, you. I mean, I've seen it before. I know, I know the key points. Let's put it that way. Whereas I go in with my naive optimism, hoping for the best at all times. Which never works out in those series. So. It never works out. So yeah, if you want to follow us on socials, we are at Never Seen the OC on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Um, Previously on the OC. Uh, it was a very tray heavy episode last week, wasn't it? A lot of tray. Yeah. Um, he stole the glass egg and then Ryan was peeved because he had to go and get yeah. it. Him and Seth did the, the Risky Business catch. Did you watch Risky Business in the end? What do you think the answer to that question is? I'm going to go with a strong no. It absolutely was not. I did <laughs> find out when I was making the uh, graphic for that episode that the catch was indeed a, a shot-for-shot remake of the original. Oh, um, that's cute. So that was a, a thing that I found out. <laughs> I 
happen. I'm glad they could um, really focus in on that attention to detail for that point because I've got some I've got some issues written down mm. in this week where they really did not have attention to detail. Mm. So just mm. park that one on the back burner, mm. guys. It's coming up again. Um, Marissa and Ryan were doing the heavy flirty, well they won't they vibes. The back was back. The back, the sexy back was back. Julie and Caleb should be back this episode because they are returning from Paris. I'm saying it in this tone because I'm bringing it up mm-hmm. later. They were in Paris and they're coming back this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen much of the Kirsten and Carter storyline that has been bubbling for a while, but that's presumably still there. Kirsten quite obviously fancies Carter. Carter has openly told Kirsten that he fancies her, but nothing's, it's stagnant water. Mm-hmm. Nothing's splashing. Yep. Um, and then Zach and Seth have a meeting about their graphic novel, Round Two. Trying to get that <sighs> that horse out of the... What's that phrase? I just... <laughs> we'll get to it, but this storyline about the comic book, oh, like... Mm, okay. Um, I have some important housekeeping <gasps> before we move forward relating to Caleb Nichols. Nickel, not plural. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Um, let me just <clears throat> let me just find my notes. Sammy Lee, thank you for getting in touch as always. Very much appreciate it. They messaged. I'm just catching up in the pod and I just want to say I think I know where Caleb <gasps> went. Remember we've talked about this because he's been missing a couple of weeks and we try and figure out what else they've been yes. in because obviously they're away filming something else. That's why they can't be here. So season two of the OC was filmed at the same time as season four of 24 where Alan Dale, aka Caleb, plays the vice president of the USA. So there you go. There you go. There you That's bloody go. where he was. It always makes me laugh when someone tells me his name because the town next to the town where my mum lives is called Allendale. <laughs> and he's Allendale. called Allendale. <laughs> so every time I hear it, I'm like, <laughs> Allendale. Um, so Sammy Lee, thank you for importing that wisdom. Excellent detective work. Very much appreciate yeah, it. Good, good, good one. Um, she also slipped in a screen grab of uh, if 2020 was a red carpet outfit and it's Britney <laughs> Spears, Misha Barton and Anne Hathaway wearing dresses over the jeans. The Anne Hathaway like, one yeah. is utterly ridiculous because it's a full sundress with a pair of jeans underneath it. Like it's <laughs> with so, pointy it's heels. awful. It is awful. <laughs> it was a look. It was a time. But what's going to happen like in 20 years time when we're looking back at like the fashions that we wore now, what's going to be like a thing that everyone's like, "Mm." I feel like one of them is definitely going to be like leggings where you can see people's pants through them. Yeah, that's 100%. I think cycling shorts are going to get a real bad rep real soon, which is annoying because I've literally just bought them. You have not. This is, but I've bought them for actual like exercise rather than like leisure wear. There's only one person in my life that I feel that it's acceptable for them to wear cycling shorts and that is my friend Andy who is actually a cyclist. Like he is the only person that if he said oh I'm going to cycling shorts I'd be like yeah yeah cool. Anyone else I'm I'm just like no just stop just stop. You're not Mr. Motivator calm down like just calm down and wear some actual trousers. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Like no, absolutely Again, not. Again, I thought I'd wear them for running. I'm giving them a go. I'll report back. Okay, yeah, because we all know that knees are the sexiest part of everyone's body. Why would you want your knees out? Oh my god, no, just no, no. 
Okay. Right. We open on Trey moving into his new apartment, yeah. his final breakfast in the Cohen household, and him and him and Sandy are having a little heart to heart. I mean, kinda. It's yeah. It's like, oh, have you got anything? Everything you need? Blah blah blah. And then he says the whole like, oh well, you're part of this family now. And then they have a wee handshake and stuff. And I'm like, bloody hell! Yeah. All you got to do is go and spend two days at the Cohen's house, and you're officially a member of their family. Like, <sighs> I feel like they I need to be a little because... bit more selective about the process. Like. Ryan wasn't But that I think bad. it's because it's Ryan's brother. That's why he's a member of the family so quick. Yeah, okay. Right? Mm, okay. okay. Um, what I couldn't get over is when Sandy's like, did you tell Ryan you're leaving? And Trey's just like, no. What? Aye, but then, Sorry, but what? then do you know what? Sandy does the right thing and Sandy goes, okay, well, that's none of my business. I'll give you a lift later. The only person that does that, everybody else in this episode is getting involved in everybody else's business and it annoyed mm. me so much. I don't know if I'm just in a mood today or what, but when I was watching it, I was like, everybody needs to just mind their own business. It's ridiculous. You've got, um, you've got your sass hand out. I did have my get, sass like, hand out. worked up about stuff, you've got your sass hand out, so I think... I think it's a- honestly it really like okay. okay can I just say I'm like I'm gonna say I did not like this episode right for many many reasons but that's probably the main one like everybody just mm. stay out of everybody's business the whole this whole episode was built on every single person getting involved in every single person's shiz anyway they have a brotherly tiff in the kitchen Ryan will not accept Trey's apology cool i personally don't see why you should like trey stole a ten thousand dollar egg from a charity tory car boot sale that (laughs) they were meant to be running it was so unbelievably obvious he's just got out of jail he shouldn't be participating in that risky business no pun intended and it, it just felt like it was i think you know the whole point is that ryan's like i'm not sure if he's changed i'm not sure if he's changed and this was just evidence that he hadn't so i don't see why you should just get to continue with your bad behavior apologize and then expect everybody to be cool with you again not cool hi heather blue corner hi um because it's his brother man like Mm-mm. it's his brother Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And like, if you if you can accept your brother saying, "Look, I've messed up, I've made a mistake, and I'm sorry," it's not like he's saying, "I'm sorry," but like he's literally putting his hands up and saying, "I'm sorry." I would definitely be like, "Uh, okay, nah." Because how the 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 point is, how many times? Like, how many times does he get to? engage in behaviour that is absolutely inappropriate, not acceptable, puts everything in jeopardy. And I mean, the thing is, when he was putting himself in jeopardy, fine, go away and live in Chino and steal cars and take drugs and do whatever it is and like stay away from Ryan. Cool, that's fine. You're not putting Ryan in any sort of position. But you're directly impacting on Ryan's setup that he's got. Do you know what I mean? Like he's 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 deliberately putting that into jeopardy. And I just feel like, yes, you should forgive people, of course you should, but there has to be a point in which 
you've got to say, do you know what, this isn't this isn't actually worth it and you're not changing. And Ryan says something like this later on and I, th- I completely agree with him, like, you know, something about people who don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it or something like that. That is totally true. Yeah. You can't just let people get away with bad behaviour all the time if it's having a direct impact on you. Sometimes, even if they're your brother, even if they're your mum, even if they're your sister, even if they're your granddad, you've got to draw a line under it and say, look, enough's enough. Uh, I still think he's got one more strike. Yeah. He only stole a car and then stole an egg. Like he's still got one strike. He's fine. Mm. One strike. One more strike and he's out. Do you know? I blew my mind when he was like, "Oh yeah, I've got all my stuff in one bag." Imagine fitting all your stuff in one bag. Yeah. Bloody hell! Ugh. Anyway, over to school. Marissa looks really nice here. Marissa looks really banging in this whole sort of section of this season in general. She really does. Yeah, I don't know if they've got a new makeup artist or what's going on, but the makeup is beautiful. The hair is beautiful. She's looking hot. She is looking hot. She looks great. But they have a bit of an argument, don't they, with Ryan, who has... (laughs) We joke about this all the time, but... Ryan has no grey. Like, he's just super angry. And he uses his really deep and angry voice. Mm. And I just, I can't take him seriously. Like, every time he has a little vent like this, I'm just like, shut up, Ryan. Mm. Well, Seth and Marissa are pushing for forgiveness. And Ryan is not having it. And he says, look, it's my brother. Leave him alone. Yeah, which is a valid Exactly, exactly. These people have nothing to do with this person let Ryan develop the relationship with his brother however he deems fit. It is not because the other thing is it's it's quite virtue signaling y from Marissa in, in terms of like, oh, but it's your brother, so you should have a relationship with him. Like actually, that's not your decision to make, Marissa, so get your schneb no. out of it. Like it's nothing to do I with it. I definitely think there's a place for your friends making you see both sides of the conversation and making see like giving you a full perspective on something and maybe pushing you a little bit to be like, okay, well, why not? But yeah, I think what Marissa does is BS, to be honest. I agree. Okay, so Carter and Kirsten, they are facing their first libel case, which everybody seems to think makes them a real magazine, um, which is nice. <laughs> um, they took Julie off the cover, we find out, and... They're discussing how she's going to react to that when she comes back. And then, of course, she walks in the door. Mm-hmm. She's back. Back from Paris? Oh, wait, no. Back from Rome. Because they've randomly changed it from being in Paris yes. to now being in Rome. And I cannot... I ca- There's I cannot. no reason for it. It's so strange, yeah. I just can't, like... I need, I need to talk to the person from, con- from Continuity. Because this is BS. Yeah. Of the highest order. This, yeah. I think this is the worst continuity issue we've had. Apart from Bang Watch, I don't want to bring it up. It'll just make me angry. <gasps> Bang Watch, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Anyway, they are. They had joked just before she walked in that she might come back a changed woman. And of course, they tell her that she's off the cover and she's like, yeah, I think that was the right decision. Anyway, have a great day. And I've everyone's like... you guys. What? <laughs> like, what has happened to Julie Cooper. She looks cute um, as well. Great outfit. Julie look looks cute. great. Whoever is doing Julie and Marissa's makeup in this block, nailing it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right, Seth and Zach have a boring conversation about a meeting. I would like this storyline to die. I hate it. Like, I hate <laughs> the comic book storyline. I feel like it brings out the worst in Seth. It forces 
drama that's really repetitive. We've already mm. had this trio have the same drama before. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing really new coming from it. It it's feels exactly very the tired. Same as, um, remember in the mall episode, they did the whole letter thing, which was exactly the same trope yeah, from that, season yeah. one. And you're just like, mm-hmm. come on now. That's yeah. Like, that's, Get some new ideas, man. Yeah. I did enjoy it when Seth said, it's 2005, where are our jetpacks? Agree. Mm. It's 2020, where are our jetpacks? You do have jetpacks. You've got like, you know those things where you can go on like Loch Lomond or whatever and it's like sprays the water Yeah, but like up I can't out the back. jetpack over to Larbert and back. Mm. You wouldn't anyway. The weather's horrible today. <laughs> I'm also not allowed in your house. So I wouldn't jetpack all the way there True. to then stand oh, outside. Speaking of you being in my house, um, phone ghost happened last night. <gasps> no yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so for new listeners, or maybe you've forgotten, a quick refresh. Kerry randomly has like a an old school telephone that just randomly rings in her house every so often, which we have nicknamed Ghost Phone because there is no phone in her house and we don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. It's pretty spooky. I mean, somebody said to me, Are, are you not like free? I sent a video and they were like, How are you not freaking out about this? Like, how are you so calm? Because anyone who knows me knows that I'm quite a scaredy cat when it comes to the, anything that's like supernatural, anything to do with like ghosts or anything like that. Like, I really don't like it. Um, so they were like, are you not scared? And I was like, no, no, no. I've come to the conclusion that if I believe in my mind that I'm just hearing it from downstairs, then that's fine. Also, supplementary to that, if I never answer the ghost phone, the ghost on the phone can never actually get me. <laughs> so that's how I'm dealing with this trauma, just in case anyone was interested. I know we obviously do all of our recordings remote now. Thank you, COVID. Um, But even when I can't come to your house, I've never come to your house again. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's freezing and there's ghosts. So (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) Anyway. Right. Summer says that she's cool with them doing the comic book, but she doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Right. Let's move on. Next. Sandy's office is really coming together. Looks cute, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, if I had looked at it and wasn't writing down the notes, I'm sure it would look cute. Well, he's got some nice chairs, like wicker chairs, like he's got Mm -hmm. this painted, he's got a little surfboard propped up against his door, he's got like a surfboard coffee table, like Mm -hmm. it's got a vibe, it's got a strong sandy energy about it and I like it. Okay, okay. Nick Morton is suing the magazine for libel because the Carter has written an article that makes him look like a creep. And in true creep fashion, creeps don't like it when you point out that they're no, creeps. They don't. This is a big gammon trend. <laughs> like, they really don't like it when you point out how creepy they are, especially if you do it in like a public space. A public space. Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't like it. And they decide to go surfing together. I mean, I know that that's a big jump from one thing to the other. There was a conversation. (laughs) You can watch it if you want. Season 2, episode 19. They have a conversation. They decide that they're going to go surfing together. Yes? Yes. The next scene is also really... um, Yeah, sure. Cute. The next scene is also super short. So let's fly through that too. Well, I've only got two words to say. Lava lamp. Lava lamp. Marissa buys Trey a lava lamp for his house. Did she buy Trey a lava lamp or did she steal it from the bait shop? Hmm, who knows? I'm guessing she probably stole it from the bait shop. Also, the lightest lava lamp in the world. Anyone who knows right. anything about lava lamps, which apparently is you, Heather, because you seemed to be the aficionado of them, um, knows that a lava lamp is really heavy. Like, really heavy. They are Because heavy. it's full of water and oil. Yeah. Or lava. So... 
Like the fact that he picks it up with one hand and it's just in like a bag Where's that you would cable. Yeah, and the plug. And he and it's in a bag that you would give someone like a bottle of wine in. Weird. Please right, I'm gonna buy a lava lamp and I'm gonna put it into a raffle in a bag that makes it look like wine. And then someone's gonna be like, Oh yes, I've won a bottle of wine. Actually, they've won a lava, a lava lamp. lamp. Mm-hmm. I was actually quite concerned about the colour of the lava lamp. It, it was like pea. Or- yeah. It looked like pea. It was kind of like orangey, yellowy, like what's going on there? I like the old school traditional lava lamp with the green goo glooping about. Oh, I was going to say red goo glooping about. Mm. Definitely not a sort of that's not quite urine yellow, (laughs) you know, if it was a Dulux (laughs) colour. That's that's definitely, you've had too many beers the night before and your first pee of the morning. First pee of the morning, yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, we find out it's Trey's birthday on Saturday. Who who actually cares? Nobody. But apart from Marissa does. I can't Um, believe we just talked about first pee of the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, Zach and Seth go to the meeting and this is where we get the first of Seth's like awful scenario with this girl um he is like oh my god it's a girl and then he uses the word words that's terrible he uses the words that's terrible as soon as he sees that it's a female that is going to be hosting their meeting he says that's terrible and then continues to say i love comics and i love girls but those two do not mix how about you go fuck yourself seth yeah also, have we just completely forgotten the existence of Anna entirely? Surely after having met Anna, he would have a bit more of a reverence. Maybe not like a complete 180 on his character and deciding that actually girls and comics are great together. But he would at least have that understanding that girls can like comics just as much as boys. She was knowledgeable about comics. They got on well together when they were talking about comics. She knew more than him in some cases I'm sure there was bits where like she was telling him stuff there is no reason for him to still hold this belief so like acutely it's ridiculous it's just bad character development really bad character development poor continuity I also just I know it's 2005 and we have come a long way since then in a lot of ways not come a long way in a lot of other ways but the simple fact that this was said out loud in 2005 by one of the key characters in the show makes like makes me so mad like so mad especially like everybody keeps saying that like Josh Schwartz keeps like Seth is him that's that's who you based him on and I'm just like Josh you're clearly a, a twat like prick yeah exactly yeah. I was I gonna feel... say prick and then switch to twat good okay I feel as a a girl who quite enjoys... Now, I'm not going to claim to enjoy comic books because I don't really know that much about comic books. I like a comic book shop. I like a beautiful graphic novel. I have quite a few. I wouldn't say that I'm like a huge fan of the genre. I am, however, I would say a reasonable fan of superhero films. Um, And I am also quite involved in, well I've just been speaking about Dungeons and Dragons so I'm quite involved in like what I would say is maybe previously has been the bastion of of, of male geekery. I am mm-hmm. dipping the toes in the waters and have done for many years and one thing that I will say is I do feel that things have changed a lot in 15 years. Good. Like I, I like definitely that. feel like there was a lot of this behaviour, a lot of gatekeeping, a lot yeah. of um 
I mean, every woman knows this um, who has had any interest in anything. That whole thing of like, <laughs> you, well, do you know what? If you say you like that, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to give you like a 25 question quiz. You're going to have to get a sufficient number of answers right before I'll even engage in a conversation with you about it. Never yeah. mind, trust what you've got to say. Um, and I feel like that's maybe, no, it still exists. There's no doubt about that. But I feel like it's less prevalent than it used to be. However, I am open to uh, DMs proving me wrong on that because I'm sure there are a lot of women who are much more into it than me who have faced much worse examples of um, horrendous gatekeeping yeah. by boys who were virgins until they were 25. Yeah. Um, sexism yeah. is alive and well in the world mm. of 2020. It's yeah. sad to say we have come a long way. We're not there yet. And yeah. anything we can do to fight the cause... We will do so. Anyway. I once, in, um, super quick, once, I think I've talked about this before actually, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, in a professional environment, I had my colleague <laughs> explain to me the difference between mono and stereo. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I know I've been a radio producer for four years at this point with you. I know what mono and stereo is. And you're I just can't, like, I what? can't. I can't oh my god I can't do you know what I like to do right see instead of like when people when you're like don't mansplain to me or like whatever which I used to do quite a lot what I now do which I think is not uncommon I think a lot of people do this is I like to say oh did you you, did you just tell me what mono meant all right cool like why would you think that I didn't know that instead of like being like stop mansplaining I'm just like, did you just explain poetry to me? Because I have a degree in that, so there was really no need. I love that that's your reaction. I normally have to go to the bathroom and scream into like some paper towels to prevent having to go to jail at a later date. <laughs> or sometimes, if, I, if I'm in a really bad mood, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, funnily enough, I understand the concept of audio. Like, you don't have to tell me. Thanks, though. Thanks for that, sweetie. Thank you. Thanks. So yeah, he doesn't like the fact that it's a girl, but then as soon as she starts to compliment him on the character of the ironist, he loves her all of a sudden. What an absolute gimp. What was it she he said? He was like, it's so great to finally see a woman in comics. Fuck, no. <laughs> but then she's like, oh. uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and then Zach, she basically takes a little shining to Zach, doesn't she? And, and I mean, Seth doesn't wouldn't? like it. Yes, Seth does not like it. Um, anyway, let's go on to the fact that Marissa would like to throw Trey a birthday party. Why? Why can't she just fucking leave everybody in that family alone? Just leave yep. them alone. Just don't get involved. It's got nothing to do with you. Why are you doing all of this? Like, I am on Ryan's side when he is like, just stop. Yeah. He's right. Just stop. Just stop. Was there a glimmer of him saying, why are you doing this? Do you fancy him? Yeah, I felt like that was implied for sure. Because it's quite like when you hear her talking to Summer later, it's very clear that that's not the case. She is just trying to help Ryan. But yeah, if I was Ryan, I'd be like, (laughs) what's the deal? Stop that. Why are you so obsessed with my brother? (sighs) Anyway, Seth wakes Ryan up in the weirdest way possible by putting some, I feel like this would work on you, putting some coffee in front of his nose and then slowly pulling the cup away as he gets closer and closer. But yeah, he just wants to talk about himself. That's all he wants to do is talk about his conundrum. What's new? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he specifically says he doesn't want Reed, is that her name? Yes. Doesn't want Reed, the comic lady, to like Zach more than him. Yeah. Cry me a river, Seth. Cry me yeah. a river. 
Yeah. I'm not here for people who cannot be um, happy for their friends' successes. Like, and also people who are stupid enough to let their ego get in the way of collective success. Yeah. 100%. So if he can see that Reed really likes Zach, surely a smart person would be like, right, Zach, you are well in there. Get in. Like, she likes you. You tell her this. Like, you pitch this. Yeah. Like, get, like, come on, like, let's make this happen. Not pitting yourself against your partner, that's so strange. It's, yeah, it's, but it's immature. I don't understand why this is a, like, storyline. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it is immaturity. Maybe that's what we're forgetting because we're old. I was reading an article recently that talks about how apparently your ego dies at 30. (laughs) Do you know, I would, that is very interesting. I would like a link to that article because I definitely feel like there has been a seismic shift in my ego. I would say in the past sort of four years, three or four years, um, I think I used to be very much an individualist and I am very much now about collectivism. Agreed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have my spoiled brat moments. They will take a long time to wean out. Um, But I definitely feel that shift too. I'll send you you a link, babe. I also think the other thing as well, what really has been the biggest change I think in me is like understanding that, kind of idea of you know people say this about comedians like where they say not comedians but like they say if someone's funny they don't have to tell you they're funny you'll just Mm -hmm. know like that thing of like if you're good at what you do you don't have to tell people how good you are like things will just happen and you will like you 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 being good doesn't have to be witnessed by anyone else for it to be true yeah I think that's a huge discovery um, Agreed. Anyway, let's move on from this uh, self-righteous, self-introspective <laughs> BS. Julie. Julie. Julie is home. She's all bright and breezy. Right. I, I, I need to bring it up again. Chatting about Rome, chatting about Italy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, you can see how heavily indented the pen mark is in the paper that shows just how angry I was when they were talking about this. Like at no point did they even say, oh yeah, we flew from Paris to Rome, which would be a reasonable thing for wealthy people to do. So angry. Maybe, though maybe maybe they just went on like lastminute.com and couldn't get a hotel in Paris, so they had to go to Rome instead. No. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they were sitting in their study, lastminute.com, flight plus hotel. Actually, the flights to Paris are looking a little bit spenny. Let's fly to Rome instead. I, I, don't, I don't even want to. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Last minute to come. Travago. For everything else, including Rome, there's Travago. Um, uh, she's all bright and breezy. Um, the phone rings. She's like, mm-hmm. mm, do you have an address? And then she's like, oh, of course. And then she's like, mm, got to go. See you later. Um, Marissa and Julie seem to be getting along. Was what I wrote before I immediately stopped writing that and wrote, what is in that box? And then I've written, oh my God, a silver gun. Juicy. A really fancy silver gun with like a mother of pearl like handle. Yeah. That is a fancy AF gun. Which they just keep in a box on a sideboard in their house, like in the hall. a teeny tiny little key. A tiny lock. Okay, it's not even like under our bed or in our closet or like it's just on the sideboard. Yeah, it's just on the sideboard, like an ornament, except completely hidden from view by a wooden box. So weird. That that seems normal. I mean, that might be normal for America, like 
you know, guns. Hmm. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Marissa says something interesting, though. She says something that she thinks there's trouble between Julie Cooper and Caleb. Just <gasps> a, an observation. There may be trouble ahead. Anyway, Carter is shit at surfing. Yeah, he keeps hitting we've himself got, in the um, face. We've all got that pal that's like, oh my god, yeah, I'm amazing at that. And then you do it with them and you're like, I thought you were amazing. No? I don't have that, but I also don't like to do organised activities, so I wouldn't really know. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm amazing um, at, though? Poetry? No. I don't know dragons. why I said poetry before. Uh, no, shooting. I'm really good at shooting <gasps> games because I used to be good at actual shooting when I was like 14. Um, I don't know, like I've obviously not practiced and stuff, but I've retained enough muscle of, memory of yeah of the skill to be really good at uh, like you know those kind of ju- going back to my favourite place the arcade where the grabbles uh-huh, are uh-huh. you know those like Jurassic Park machines and stuff where like you get mm. in and shoot a bunch of dinosaurs like yeah that's me I'm going to say something that sounds Tory I promise you it's not um, for my brother's birthday because he re- re- really was into it we used to go clay pigeon shooting a lot yeah man then- I used to be good at clay pigeon shooting yeah, thanks. See, not a Tory. Just, just enjoy. I mean, it is the most Tory thing. Yeah, I know. I always feel awful saying it. Anyway, oh, well, um, not really, because the most Tory thing is actually shooting a real pigeon or yeah, like a real exactly. fox or whatever, <laughs> or real poor people. You know, whatever. I mean, whatever listen, don't joke about that because see when we listen back to this podcast in two years' time, the Hunger Games is going to be a real thing. <laughs> like the Hunger Games for poor people is definitely going to exist if the country keeps going the way it's going. I also just watched, uh, speaking of comic books, just watched The Boys on Amazon Prime. The Boys! The boys Please tell me that's not, ha- that must be how everyone says it. The, the Boys! boys. <laughs> um, the Boys! Yeah, boy. I fucking loved it. Like, it's amazing. I cannot do a harder sell for it. Go and watch it. I know the OC isn't on Amazon Prime anymore and we're all really pissed off about that. R.I.P. But The Boys is phenomenal. You should the watch boys. it. My Dungeons and Dragons group all enjoy The Boys. Oh, it's amazing. But the I'm only thing it. is, similarly to what you were just saying there, every time I watch the news I'm now just like oh my god, oh god. Like I find it really stressful and now I just think the world is good. Yeah. It's, it's relatable, I promise. Do you want a huge tip, man? Just stop reading the news. Just stop looking at the news. I have stopped looking at any news um, bulletins or websites or whatever. And what I do is to keep up to date with like the restrictions and the stuff, I go straight to like the gov- Scottish government website and look at oh, okay. the actual information. Um because yeah, it's not good for your your old mental health. Just living in a constant state of panic. I felt very very anxious. Um, was it two weeks ago before the circuit breaker when we didn't know whether it was going to happen or not? Mm. I felt a huge. I had a whole day where I just could not function because I was so filled with awful anxiety about. The, like I actually, in some ways, preferred lockdown. Because at least you knew what happened. Will they, won't they, what what won't happen. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I'm sure there will be other people. I think, see, especially for for work, like trying to plan anything for work. And the will they, won't they was just... Yeah. I'm actually giving myself indigestion just thinking about it. Oh, yeah, right. Let's move on. Stop (laughs) stop talking about traumatic things that everyone hates. I feel like, yeah, okay. If I never heard the words COVID and the word 19, which is now my least favourite number, um, ever again No, what's life, the word I can't handle anymore? Unprecedented. Fuck the word right, unprecedented. Right, right. No, 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 no. 
can we take a bit of a pause to stop and talk about this, right? Because why is everybody suddenly calling it unprecedented when everybody knows who has used the word before 2020 that it's unprecedented? It's unprecedented right? Why does everyone say unprecedented? Because people are fucking idiots, Kate. Is it because some people have just used that word for the first time ever and it was like when we all first read Harry Potter and we were all saying Hermione instead of Hermione? Do you remember as well that when Jeremy Clarkston punched the producer and nobody knew what a fracas was? A fracas. Yeah, a fracas. <laughs> also, can I just supplement the supplement by saying, um, fuck J.K. Rowling? Okay, right, l- moving, moving on. on. <laughs> right, I have written Summer and Marissa, blah, blah. Zach and Seth talking about Reed, a beautiful girl who loves comics. Why do they think this is weird? Why can no one remember that Anna exists? Why do they think a grown woman would be interested in a 17-year-old boy anyway? Very true. Um, Zach, uh, Summer and Marissa do some chat at the start. It's really boring. Basically, Summer, they're saying that Summer, no, Marissa really fancies Ryan and she's trying to deal with that because she likes Ryan. Nothing to do with her liking tree. That is it. And then Zach kind of grasses Seth into Summer by being like, we're just talking about Reed. And now she's like, oh, I want to know everything. So, um, and then he lies. Anyway, um, yeah, Zach kind of grasses in um, to Summer and Summer all of a sudden has decided she wants to be super supportive about the graphic novel, which I'm glad we've come around to that because like her not wanting anything to do with it is ridiculous. Nah, I don't think it is ridiculous, actually. I think it's okay for you to be like, do you know what? This causes a fight between us. It's your thing. You like doing it. So you go and do it. And I'll just carry on doing my thing. And that's fine. Like, I think it's okay for them to be separate. Boundaries like that are very important. And I think that is a valid point that you have brought up. But to turn around and be like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't like that level of, I just want to pretend like it's not happening is a bit unfair, especially if he's excited about it. He should be able to come come home. They don't live together. But you know what I mean? Like be like, oh, I'm really excited about this. Oh, but imagine like, Seth was your boyfriend and all he did was go on about his shite comic book. You would be like, get mm. the f- no. No. I think season two, episode 19, is where I officially say I would never go out with Seth Cohen. Seth Cohen is a dick. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, Lance and JC, she just whips out a gun on him. I loved it. I was it like, out. yes. Like, yes, yes, yes. She is taking none of it. She is just like, you have destroyed everything that I have ever worked for in my life and now you're going to die. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm here for it. What did she say? She's like, it's a gun genius. You use it to kill people. <laughs> yeah. She can still be sassy and funny and, know. you know, a murderer. I'm into it. I love her. Also, right, the other thing is I've written kill him because revenge porn is trash. Like revenge porn is trash, but she also has like two young children, and a life in jail is not really like going to be beneficial for them. I wanted her to kill him, but she didn't. In fact, she did the opposite of kill him. Well, no, well, yeah, she did because she, she just made, made him, him shit be alive, which is the opposite <laughs> of dead. But <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, and, no, but she then pulls the trigger. She says at the end, like, because I was like, oh, there's no bullets in it. But then you realise that actually that was the point all along. She wanted him to know for a second how it felt to lose his life. Yeah. Um, mind games. Mind games to the highest extent. Julie Cooper, love Julie Cooper. is the best character in those. See, I'm just going to say it. I'm staking my flag into the ground. Terry, I will She's die in that hill with you. Yeah. 
I agree. Remember when you hated her at the start? And I was like, nah, oh, yeah. you're going to... And you you'll made me around. doubt. I was like, no, I'm sure you'll come around to her. But then I was like, mm, maybe not, because she was really awful at the start. Anyway, she doesn't kill him. Boring, but sure, whatever. Yeah. Seth's going to get Thai food. Oh, do you know what's on the way to the Thai food? Trey's house. Don't you want to come and say happy birthday, Ryan? Ryan's like, okay. No, not really. Yeah. But okay. And he goes, cool. Sure. Next scene, Kirsten is wearing some cracking sparkly hoops and I'm into it. She looks cute. I mean, it's a good outfit. Very naughty, but I approve. Heather, seal of approval. Um, so basically, Sandy is reporting back that there are sparks between Carter and Erin, the hot surfer girl that he met when it turned out he was shit surfing. Yeah. Who's also um, an orthopedist. Is that foot stuff? And that's a chiropodist, is it not? Orthopedic is back, is it not? A back person person that helps your back or is that a chiropractor i thought that was a chiropractor orthopedic yeah because you get orthopedic shoes shoes right she does something with people's bodies (laughs) (laughs) that's all we know for sure that and she's good at surfing surfing. and she's a grade a hottie surfboard she has a great day, yeah. Um But yeah, they're going to have a, a dinner with Carter and Erin to set them up. And Kirsten says, the, the worst thing you can ever reply to somebody saying, fine, sure. If anyone ever says, fine, sure, you have to turn around and be like, that is not, that's not a response. Fine is not a response. Yeah. If someone's saying fine, it's not fine. Moving on. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so they decide to follow Trey because when Ryan and Seth turn up at Trey's house, he's outside at the car, and they decide to follow him, which is stupid. The man is thirty years no, is twenty. 20. The man is twenty years old. Like, let him live his life. You are not his parent. You are not his guardian. Yes, agree. Anyway, they see him because they are following him. They see him do what they presume is some dodgy dealing down an alleyway. To be fair. They do drive to a little dodgy alley and a wee beat-up car and give some dodgy-looking guy some money. I think they have a right to be suspicious. Anyway. Shouldn't have followed him in the first place. Knock, knock, knock. The next morning, I was like, how the hell is Trey back in his house? And then I realised, oh, it was the next morning. It's the next day. Ryan, but I don't even understand. a human construct. I don't even understand that. Why did he go to his door immediately when they got back? I mean, like, what have you just bought from that creepy guy down that alley? Because they had to go and pick up the, the tie that Kirsten was picking. So, knock, knock, there. knock. Uh, Trey opens the door, gets punched in the face. Does he get punched in the face? He just gets shoved, he gets shoved, he gets shoved up against the wall. Okay. He gets shoved against the wall and Ryan's like, blah, blah, blah. what did you buy from him? Was it drugs? No, no, no. What is Ryan's problem? Yeah. He is just, why is everything so, he keeps going on about how, you know, people can't move on if they don't learn from the past. Why is all this, all of his reactions so aggressive and so angry and there's no, like, just be like, oh, look, I saw you do this last night. Can we chat about that? Yeah. That's all you had to do instead of like jamming in his front door and no. Indeed. Anyway, happy birthday, no breakfast for you, Trey. Right. Next. It turns out that he was actually with his parole officer. Oh, yeah. Um, Stop jumping to conclusions, Ryan, you absolute dickhead. So yeah, basically it was Trey's parole officer going to see his pal from prison, which is why he's in like a dodgy area. He gave him money because he felt sorry for him because he's living in a dodgy alley. Moving on. Okay, also turns out Marissa can read. So she's reading this book and <laughs> like 
No, I'm just because like the anytime Josh Schwartz is like, oh, we need to have the girls somewhere doing something. They're always either sitting at a mirror or brushing their hair or looking at clothes or taking clothes out of wardrobe or watching the valley. But she's actually reading a book. So she's reading a book. She's on chapter three. And weirdly for me, this really annoyed me. She was right at the very end of chapter three so that when Ryan knocked on the door, she didn't have to do that thing where you're like, oh, wait a wee minute, and then read to the end of a paragraph. Yeah. Um, So she was reading a book. Ryan comes in. He's all apologising. He explains the situation with him and Trey. Her makeup looks great. That's all I've got to say. I have nothing to add. Okay. Seth has a secret meeting with Reed without Zach being there mm-hmm. and is basically a grade A twat. Yes. It's my word of the episode. Seth is being a complete twat in this episode. Totally selling out his pal. Lying really, to his Really girlfriend. unprofessional. Yeah. Lying to his girlfriend. Lying to Reed. Some blatant homophobia thrown in for good measure. Yeah. And Seth is shit. Also, I'm not even going to attempt to look this up. I just know that someone that listens will tell me the answer in the DMs or text me or whatever. This chick's famous, right? This is like a an actress that we know, the girl that plays Reed. Gina Sipa. Okay. Tell us. Someone tell us. Um, they will. They'll, they'll do it. They'll do it. I believe in them. I have faith. Someone will, someone will know who that is. Okay. Let's skip this next scene because it makes no sense. Okay. Uh, Marissa is wearing a shrug and picking up Trey for his birthday party. A shrug with like a glittery border. I hate it. I wasn't mad at it. It's very Mm. often time. Anyway, the most awkward happy birthday surprise maybe ever on television. Um, Big awkward hugs and then Ryan and Trey do a big proper brotherly hug Mm -hmm. and all is well with the world. Julie Cooper, she's off out on business. She's like, I need to pop out. Can I trust you? Blatant foreshadowing. Um, Also, again, someone who has never learned from the past, so therefore is doomed to repeat it. Can I trust my 16-year-old daughter who has done nothing but cause problems for the past two years? Nah, Julie, you can't. You know that. <laughs> um, and then she's like, Trey's 21 now, so he can have one beer. See, I'm, I'm a cool mum. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Back to the Coens for this weird, another weird meeting. Oh, yeah. Carter is here. Kirsten's like, you look nice. She's preparing the and goblets then, of wine. Yeah. Um, Sandy goes to get the door and Carter says, I hope this isn't strange. Why would it be strange? I don't understand. I I can only assume it's because he knows that she also likes him. The vibe is strong. Yeah. Like, is he goading her to have a reaction? Yeah, and I didn't know if... I couldn't remember if it was going to be, well, actually, he only went over to see Kirsten. Like, mm. that happened before. Remember, they tried to set two people up. It was um, Jimmy. Jimmy and Jimmy Mona from and Friends. Mona. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Rachel, that was her name. Rachel! Yeah, sorry, that was a Dark Knight reference. (laughs) See, I do like comic books. Rachel! (laughs) Um, Uh, But in true Kirsten fashion, she's like, 
I'll bring the wine. Necks a goblet of wine and then goes out to join them for dinner. Yeah. Also, who can chug white wine like that? No, no, no. There is no, something you. that happens later on, and it is my prevailing memory from the OC, and people are going to be like, what the hell is wrong before. with you? There is a scene... And this is no spoilers. There is a scene later on where Kirsten drinks a straight vodka from a glass. And even when I think about it now, I can see her face. She does that little weird mid-stare thing and she drinks. And I just think, and every time I see someone drinking vodka, I think about that scene in the OC. That's weird, right? Here, I found a litre of vodka in my drinks cabinet. No idea how it got there. Was it open? Yeah. But yeah, if you've um, if you've left a bottle of vodka in my cupboard, please come and claim it, or it's going to be used as cooking vodka. Thank you. Moving forward. No, we're not moving forward. Cooking vodka. Yeah, for like a vodka pasta. Oh my god, I'm gonna send you a recipe for vodka pasta. It's gonna change your life. It's unbelievable. I don't stop looking at me like that. It's a, it's delicious. I don't think we should be friends anymore. <laughs> I don't want to use like absolute I knew vodka and cooking pasta. That there would be a line. I didn't think it, it would be vodka pasta, but but here we are. Here I'm we gonna are. send you it. I'm not gonna, gonna make it. it. I'm not gonna you're eat gonna it. Love you can't it. Make me eat it. There's literally nothing it's you can delicious. do. You can't make me get some you're not my mum. I'm gonna message your mum. I'm gonna get her on it too. I do, my like, mum would try that. Me? She would try that. But, I don't know if she would like a roasty chickpea. I like a roasty chickpea though. I'm telling you, you're going to eat this, you're going to love it. Okay, I'm not, but let's pretend that. Sure. Right. Julie hanging out with Lance. In the dive bar. for drinks. Yes. Wearing what I can only describe as a brown sequin cumber bun. Is that what that's Cummerbund. Yeah. You're thinking about Cumberbatch. I'm thinking about Cumberbatch. <laughs> I mean, we're all thinking about Cumberbatch somewhere deep in our conscience. He is one of She's the most oddly attractive men in the entire world. Um, um, yeah, but he Lance is giving Julie the tapes. He's turned down eight k. He explains yeah. the situation with Caleb. She realizes that actually it's all Caleb's fault. Really, not really. I yeah. feel like he's kind of gaslighting her here a little bit. Like it isn't Caleb's fault, but the way that Caleb has chosen to deal with it has made it look like he doesn't actually care about her reputation at all. Yeah. I don't feel like that's what has actually happened. See, I. Okay, and we talked about. I think we talked about this in the week that you you were you weren't here. Um, I touched on that, and I was like, the only reason Lance showed that video at the magazine launch was because he was pissed off because Caleb didn't give them money that he felt cheated, and that's what he says. He says yeah. he's like, I felt cheated, and I wanted revenge. If Caleb had just given him the money, he wouldn't have done that. That is true. However, if Caleb really wanted to, if his intention was to ruin Julie's reputation and actually didn't care either way, he would never have even got involved in the money giving. He would have just been like, "Nah, mm. sorry, not my problem." So he did it's all try. About money though, isn't he it? did he just try want to, lose to the money. give him the money um, and try and get a solution for Julie. It just backfired. I don't feel like he intentionally went out to have Julie's reputation ruined. I feel like a man of Caleb's um, sneakiness and means could do that without much bother at all and well before now. True. I feel like this is all about. I think it's more uh, that he just doesn't care. Anyway. Uh, um, this party, decent days and nights. Yeah, future heads again. 
Anyway, um, Julie is going to be so mad. That's all I could think about in all of these scenes was Julie is going to be so mad. All I could think about in all these scenes, and I think this is such a reflection. This is one of the biggest differences between me watching this at 19 and me watching this now at 30-something is every single scene I was like, who's going to tidy that up? Somebody's going to have to tidy that up. Somebody's going to have to tidy that up. That's going to leave a sticky thing. That's going to leave a stain. That's gonna. I just See, thought, what a mess. Had, what an absolute mess. If anyone had sex in my bed other than me, I'd be I also don't understand. So like, remember back in the day, you used to have house parties. What a weird notion when you're 20 something having a house party where you're like, oh, I just got this new flat and we've made it all nice. Everyone come and wreck it. Yeah. I, so we've never had a flat warming for that exact reason. Yeah. I have white carpet, uh, cream carpets. I am not yeah, doing no, that. Yeah, no, get out. Get, don't come to my house. In fact, no one ever come to my house. My housewarming <laughs> is me like double locking the doors and waving at you from the inside while you are outside. That is my ideal housewarming party. Oh, warm and fuzzy. And you can That's leave so. things on the doorstep for me to eat and drink at a later date without you alone. Okay. Cool. Sure. <laughs> anyway. There's um, lots of three. girls in bikinis. There's lots of dancing. Seth gets... Lots of drugs, lots yeah, of snogs. Seth gets into a bit of bother with the water polo team while he's looking for Zach. Trey defends him. Um, Seth and Zach have a little fight about Reed mm-hmm. and the fact that Reed has come to the party with Zach and Seth is not happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this whole thing with this little girl, this Jess character... Um, and then she takes Trey away to the bedroom and she's like, oh, where do you come from? And he's like, eh, prison. And she's like, mm, yum. And I'm like, why do all these Newport girls have a thing for convicts? Like, what is that I about? No idea. She says the line as well, like, well, convict, time to open your present. Who has ever said anything like that in real life? I like, know. I would vomit on myself if I, I if I even tried. I know. And then, Ew. yeah, no, not your friend. Watch out for that care bear, though, guys, as you... As you get down and dirty. Aye, and she was also like... Also, what I didn't get was, she was in that room, that Care Bear was there, that was Marissa's room, but then when Marissa and Ryan go to the room later on, it's not Trey and that girl that's in there, Clearly it's someone else. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Julian Lance. and getting drunk drunk. Yeah, they are absolutely pissed and... Yeah. Getting drunk and reminiscing about old times yeah, is dangerous. Yeah. In all matter of form. But you know, she seemed so relaxed and happy and like she was that having so, fun. That is so funny. I have written down, this is nice. I like Julie Cooper when she's having yeah, fun. Yeah, it was. It was nice to see her like that. Anyway, Relaxed. Summer meets Reed in the bathroom of the party. Calvin Harris's My House in the background. Oh, is that what it was? Excellent tune. What a banger. A classic. Um, but obviously Summer found out about Reed. Like, obviously. Yeah. Like, we have talked about, we've talked about this till we're blue in the face. Lying by omission is bullshit and you are always going to get caught out. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, anyway, he is lying again. Again. I don't know why she's not just done with him. Even when you're not lying, you're lying. Like, Exactly, which which Cut doesn't deep. actually make sense, but yeah. No. Um, and then she gets left home with Zach, so Reed's not getting any, Zach's not getting any, it, Seth's not getting any. Did you, see, um, did any. you see Zach's face when she was like, even when you're not lying, you're lying, and he kind of turned around and he was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, yes, Zach. <laughs> Sneaky. 
scribbling. Uh, right, Julie and Lance are now dancing. Um, she is absolutely plastered at this moment in time. Buckled, I would say. She absolutely buckled. Came home early because her and Caleb are on the rocks. He looked at her with disgust when he even looked at her at all. And then we get the weirdest swerve where then Lance offers to murder Caleb. Yep. What? What if something was to happen to Caleb? I'll do it. Yes. All right. Um, I, I mean, I didn't really remember it, but then when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah. I just, what did you think about this? I just, <laughs> I feel that there's this real, like, posh people expectation that poor people can do all the shit things <laughs> in the world. Okay. Like, if you need to find drugs, ask some poor people. If you need to find a gun, if you need to murder someone. Like, Caleb is way more likely to be able to find and buy a hitman than Lance would be. Yeah. And I know, obviously, she's trying to get rid of Caleb. But I just, it's just a bit shit that it had to come from... The guy who like, revenge pawned her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why would I you just, ever trust this person if you were Julie? No, exactly. You would never. Why is she you would there dancing never. with him? Like, instantly you would be like, well, you want to kill him because you want me to, like, say that, and then you're going to go to the police and say that I hired you to... Yeah, and black yeah, 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 yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, of yeah. course. No, I just... Of course. Anyway. No. The rager is now in full swing. Marissa and Ryan go to the bedroom. Uh, they're about to kiss. But the kiss is disrupted by a blood-curdling scream. Yes. Someone is lying face down, floating in the pool. This is why everyone aged 14 and up should have to learn CPR and learn, you know, basic first aid. Yes. In my humble opinion. But yeah, they get down to the pool so fast. I know, did they like, like jump out the window? So fast. <laughs> like, Cannonball! <laughs> Anyway, they drag this poor girl out of the pool. She looks so dead. Why is nobody like even pretending and trying to do something yeah. of resuscitation? Anyway, um, it's Jess who is in the pool. That is the girl that was presumably shagging uh, Tree. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she looks she looks real dead. Like yeah, real dead. I can't remember if she dies or not. But what I did think, and I think because I listen to a lot of murder podcasts and stuff now, immediately I thought if they've just had sex, his DNA is going to be all That's over her. That's what I thought yeah. as well. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, um, the back to the back to the coins real quick. Um, this is where. Carter and Erin look like they're getting along. Sandy gets a phone call basically saying, Dad, come and get help, yeah. help. Sandy must be so sick of this bullshit. He's like, why does trouble just follow you guys around? Sort your lives out. Yeah. Anyway, he's off to the rescue. Carter is going to move his car, leaving Kirsten and Erin alone together. Mm -hmm. And I just thought this was so weird. Like, such a weird moment to focus in on. Why was this scene even in? There was a few things about this that I thought were weird. I thought it was odd that she told her in that very sinister way, be careful. And it's like, eh, why? <laughs> and then she was like, because he's divorced. And I was like, that's not really, like... Okay, like that's not. Is he? Is she trying to put her off her? Is that what the <coughs> well, implication is? Well, then the thing was, Erin then says what any normal person would say, which is, "Oh, so they're still not over their ex." And then Kirsten's like, "No, yes." And she, like, it's kind of like, so what's the problem then? Like, I don't what understand. 
Maybe that's what they're trying to get at. She's making a big deal over nothing. Possibly. Possibly. Um, right, Ryan and his white knight syndrome. What the f- What the f- Like, why is he the one dragging her out of the pool? Presumably when people saw her there, somebody else would have yeah. got her out of the pool. Why did it have to be Seth and Ryan? And then Ryan, like, bursting past the police officer, like, walking her to the um, ambulance, being like, oh my God, is she going to be okay? Fuck off, Ryan. Like, you're not an adult. Like, you're not, like- it's not your job to save her and I get that oh, I, I, I just I don't get it it's stupid I also don't understand right and I feel like this does happen because it's been a storyline in a couple of things and also it's happened in real life but to my knowledge doesn't usually happen when there's lots of people around like if you so first of all she was the only person in the pool so surely people would have noticed her in the process of drowning getting in if she pool. was the yeah. only person in the pool if she was not the only person in the pool usually if you're having like a pool party the people in the pool are engaging with the people in the pool and the people out of the pool are engaging with the people out of the pool so somebody yeah. at some point in the pool must have been like what's, what's up with her what's that yeah why yeah. is she like i don't really understand how it even happened completely unnoticed like that do you know what i mean no 100%. i mean we all know that it does happen but all of the famous cases that i can think of off the top of my head one fictional one not Maybe fictional <laughs> but not go into it um but yeah one fictional one non-fictional both of those things happened when there wasn't anyone else around yeah you know if you're going to top off a character, I just feel like this was a really lazy way to do it without actually thinking through. Yeah, well, but there's the like there's literally about a hundred people standing around the pool. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. anyway, Marissa is being arrested because it's her house. But that doesn't make sense because they're like, oh, until we can find who sold the drugs, we have to arrest the owner. She's not the owner. She's a sixteen-year-old girl. Like, there's yeah. no way that you would be arresting her. No, um, no, completely. Um, but yeah, it transpires the girl who we're not sure if is alive or dead has a bag of ecstasy on her. Um, yes. It's a weird term that a bag of ecstasy. Like, does she have a like? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go into it. But like, I was just like weird. Anyway, um, Trey steps up and is like, "I gave her the bag of ecstasy." So he gets arrested instead. Sandy's like, I'm his attorney, because, you know, that's his favourite thing to say. And that's us. I'm not being funny, right? I am not being funny. But see if I was a poor guy, like if I was a kid, a 17-year-old boy, poor, had already been in prison, and a super rich girl who has super powerful parents and the most, like, her stepdad's like the richest guy in Newport... I would be keeping my mouth firmly closed. There is Agreed. no way that I would step up for her unless I had done it. In which case I might be like, oh, actually, oh. do you know what? I'm an idiot. I've done it. Just put me back in prison. Like, yeah. It was actually yeah. easier in prison than it is trying to live out here. I've just finished American Marriage. Very relevant. Yes, yes. That is a great book. I read that in, during lockdown. <laughs> Uh, what happens next in this debacle? I actually can't even begin to think how the tree this situation. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that aside because I, I honestly yeah. I can't even begin to guess. Um, can Kirsten either just like get some therapy and get the help she needs to like not be doing this, or just hurry up and snog Carter and get it over with? Mm-hmm. Like 
I'm I'm bored of that. Um, I really hope Julie doesn't take Lance up on his his offer because that would be bad. Okay. Um, I'm what I'm trying to look at your face as I'm saying these things. Carry um, on, carry on. No, she I really hope that Carter gets better at surfing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find a listener of the week. Listener of the week. Me, 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 me. Meow, 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 meow. It's so, so close. Almost, nearly tired. It's so almost. It's time. It's, it's nearly time. time. Um, okay, our listener of the week this week is a wonderful um, person who slid on into our DMs on Instagram called Poppy Eve Jones. Yes. With some broccoli in her her name which i really appreciate people with uh it makes it really easy to like remember who yes yes i appreciate it anyway poppy said i've just listened to all of your episodes in the space of about a week (laughs) and now i don't know what to do with myself (laughs) oh my god considering there was 27 episodes in season one and there we are now on episode 18 let's say episode 17 from when she messaged how many episodes do, is that do you know why i love this so much because this is a bit of me like i find a podcast and i listen to the first one and i'm like yeah i like that and then i listen to the second one and i like that and then and then literally i don't know what happens like i wake up three days later and i'm like oh i've listened to that for three days constantly and now there's none left what am i gonna do so that is on average six <laughs> Six point fifteen episodes a day. Yes, gal. For a week. She is. That is yeah, six she's hours me. a day of us. She's me. That's that's what I do. We. That is what I that's do. Really impressive. Um, also, on an unrelated note, I really wish Anna and Alex could have met. I feel yes. like they would have been best friends. They would have been friends. I would have loved to have seen their dynamic. Agreed. They would be a great couple as well, actually. Oh yeah, they would have. I would have really liked like. Alex, Luke, and Anna to hang out. Yeah. I think they'd be a good. I miss Luke. I miss Luke. I feel like that would be a good dynamic because I feel Alex would put Luke in his place when he did his jockey thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I miss Luke too. I miss Luke. Um, but thank you so much, Poppy, for getting in touch. Very much appreciate yes, it. Yeah, um, Love your chat. Really appreciate it. Um, if you want to get in touch, you you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Never Seen the OCs. We love a DM. Give us a message. We want to hear it. Um, there's actually quite a lot of people um, mentioning us in their Instagram stories. That's so I nice. That yeah. Too. Um, and Apple reviews and subscribe on Spotify. We've not done a shout for this in a while, um, but there are a couple more reviews which I will bank mm-hmm. for future listeners of the week. But yeah, if you can follow, subscribe, what whatever you do on your platform, and if you are on Apple Podcasts, drop us a little review. Yes. We would love that. Thank you, Kendall. Also, if you've already DM'd us, DM us again because I love it when we get the same people. Like I love seeing somebody that we know come back to the dms with another observation or or... um, update (coughs) when they're like oh we talked about this before i like it yes yes it's good it is good um so yeah that's it another week another week done we actually don't have many episodes to go in this no we don't we're on 19 19 we must have seven so i think there's 24 five there's only five Ramping up to a season finale, my favourite. Not my favourite season finale, though. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> On that brief uh, whiff of a spoiler alert. <laughs> I know. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.